Welcome to Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you, and enjoy today's service. Uh, we're so glad that you're here today. It's exciting to be together. Uh, it is the it is the one of the holiest of days in the Florida calendar, the day when the first cold front comes in. So we want to praise God for 58 degrees this morning, 56 tomorrow morning, and 54 Tuesday morning. Woo! And then 90 degrees again on Friday. Anyway, we're just really uh, excited to uh, have our guests with us today. Pastors Julian and Sharon are with us. They were with me in... Uh, Virginia Beach, we had, my gosh, we had a couple hundred pastors from all over uh, the world that were there, and it was, uh, and then for the evening meetings, there were a couple of thousand people. It was a great, great time, and we were really glad to be part of it, and uh, it was very encouraging to be up there and to get fed and get blessing and prayed for. Um, Pastor Julian Melfi uh, has been my friend, along with his wife Sharon, for over 25 years now. We, uh, we met in uh, uh, Folkestone, England many years ago. He invited me to come to London and do a conference. And I was really excited to come to a conference. Uh, at that point, I didn't realize this church was 20 people. Uh, but this man has always been filled with faith and power. He had, listen to this, he had me preach 19 sessions to 20 people, actually 40 people showed up, there were 20 members, it was like 40 people, 50 people showed up, and we've been friends ever since. I said, that guy has the guts enough to do that for 20 people and do 19 one-hour sessions, then I, he has my respect. They have since gone on to build CityGate Church, they bought an old post office years ago and converted it to a church, and it's a miracle. You can't find real estate in London, England. They don't, they don't make any more land, okay? So they, you can't find, they've done this. The church now is hundreds or thousands. It is a tremendous church, very diverse, and I'm always excited to be there. I'd like you to get up on your feet and give a great now church welcome to Pastor Julian Melfi as he comes. So good to be here. Fantastic. So good to be back. Really, really good. Why don't you, why don't you turn to somebody and tell them they're looking absolutely awesome this morning, yeah? Tell them they're looking younger than when they came in, like half an hour ago. You may take your seats. It is so good to be back in Ocala, Florida, and uh, to be with, I know you've already said some stuff, but yeah, we've been friends for 25 years, just over, and uh, it's a real important friendship for Sharon and I. How many of you know God puts heart to heart? Yeah, he puts hearts together. And that's because those are to, are to strengthen churches and strengthen relationships. And I believe even to strengthen cities and nations. And, you know, God has got his people all over the earth. And everywhere you go, you find someone praising Jesus Christ. And this place is full of faith this morning and full of praise. And it's so good to be here. And we love coming here. And all my boys have been here over the years. And, uh, and they send their love, actually. One is now 28 years old and married. 
where does the time fly? And you know what, 28 years ago, in fact 30 years ago, 35 years ago, they said we'd never have children. That was the doctor's announcement, we would never have children. Well, we proved them wrong by the word of God three times. Three times Sharon conceived, and the first time she was four months pregnant and we didn't know. So absolutely amazing. Come on guys, get excited about this. This is amazing. So don't tell me God is not able to do the impossible because we've seen it three times now and in so many ways. And uh, today's a really important day. It's my 39th year of being a believer today, 8th of October. The 8th of October, 1984, I gave my life to Christ. So this is a real good day for me. Wow, exciting stuff, 38 years. And at that time, I was a punk on drugs, orange hair, makeup, chains, safety pins. That was my teenage years. And um, I turned up at a service. I was a, I was a church hater. Just did not want to be around Christians or churches or any of that. I thought, that yeah, let's not go where I thought what they were. So anyway, I turned up at a service and uh, an hour later I gave my life to Christ. And he invaded my life by the power of his spirit, turned my life upside down, cleaned out all the old, put in his spirit. And I was what the word of God says, born again. I had a brand new start in life. The old has gone, a new creation. I didn't just clean myself up a little bit and become religious. I was recreated on the inside. God did what only God can do. And I get excited about that. Then I met this wonderful lady here from Cornwall. And that's, that's like a part of England where you go if you want to see sheep and cows and goats. And go on a holiday over there. And it's all grass and fields. In fact, she had horses in her back garden. Her backyard. You call it a yard. Is that right? Yard. And so uh, you have to forgive me, I'm English. So we don't have yards, we have gardens. And um, they, they do the same job. But anyway, so we've been married now 36, year, 36 years last Tuesday. So that's amazing. Uh, it's all happening this week. There you go. Amazing. I'd like you to turn in your Bibles if you have them. And um, I love my Bible. It's, it's you know, um, we're stirring something up back in Citygate, you know, to get hold of real Bibles again. Amen. Not from a, you know, traditional point of view, but sometimes, you, you know, especially to the mums and dads in the place, if you're on your phone and you're on your Bible, your kids don't know whether you're on Facebook or reading your Bible. And I think we need to make a statement in this day that says our kids can see when we're reading the Word of God. And I'm not putting that into this church, but I know for our families back in the UK, they are, they're saying, yeah, we need to do this so our kids can see when we're reading the Bible and not just on Facebook. Because they don't know what we're on. And so, you know, there's something about this book, isn't there? There's something about God's word. We've been singing it earlier. I love that song. We hadn't heard that, you know, before the conference this week about, you know, God said it or he's, I can't remember the words now. I filmed it anyway because I like it. We're in the middle of a series back in Citygate, which Pastor Lindsay's going to be at next week. I can't wait. We're going to have a blast and we're doing a series called God Said It. I believe it. That settles it. So that word will go, you know, that, that song will fit... Right into that. We're going to turn to the Bible today and um, I've got something on my heart. I've done a series earlier this year 
from a book that I'd never done a series on and in really asking God what should I bring here today I really felt to go back to that book and it's the book of um, it's an Old Testament book it's the book of Daniel and it's it's obviously quite a powerful book it's a book that we'd know about the fiery furnace Shadrach Meshach and Abednego in the fiery furnace. We know of Daniel in the lion's den. We know of the golden images. We know of all the end time stuff going on in there. So I'm not going to do any of that this morning. But I do want to turn to just three passages. The first passage is in the first chapter. And I'm just going to cut in. I think we've got these coming up on the screen here. Just a couple of verses uh, from verse 18. It says, Then the king interviewed them, and among them all, none was found like it's Daniel and then Shadrach and, uh, and these other team. Therefore they served before the king. And in all matters of uh, understanding about the king examined them, he found them ten times better. Everybody say ten times better. Ten Look times at someone better. say ten times better. I want this to sink into our hearts this morning. These guys were ten times better than anybody else the king could find. Ten times than all the magicians, the astrologers who were in all the realm. Now in chapter 5 from verse 11 and 12, there is a man in your kingdom. This is a, you know, astrologer speaking to the king at that time. There is a man in your kingdom, king, in whom is the spirit of the holy God. What an amazing testimony to have. What an incredible thing to say. In Acts chapter 5, we know the church looked for people who were full of the Holy Spirit and full of faith. But here you have somebody, an astrologer, somebody in the enemy's camp speaking to the king. And he's telling the story of these guys, Daniel. And he said, there's a man in whom what he's known for in his life is the spirit of the holy God. I mean, these guys are in the enemy's camp. These guys are into the occult. Soothsaying, seances, whatever else. Stargazing. And yet they said there's something so different about this man. In whom is the spirit of the holy God and in the days of your father, light and understanding like the understanding of the gods were found in him and King Nebuchadnezzar your father your father the king made him chief of the magicians the astrologers Chaldeans the soothsayers inasmuch as an excellent spirit knowledge understanding interpreting dreams solving problems explaining enigmas were found in this guy Daniel now let Daniel be called he's going to sort out your problem He'll give the interpretation. And finally, Daniel chapter 6, verses 1 to 3. And it pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be over the whole kingdom. And over these three were three governors of whom this guy, Daniel, was one. That the satraps might give account to them and the king would suffer no loss. Then this guy, Daniel, he distinguished himself. Above the governors and the satraps. Why? Because an excellent spirit was in him 
And the king gave thought to set him in, for putting him over the whole realm. Today I want to speak on an excellent spirit. An excellent spirit. Now I don't know about you, I've been around church a long time. I've been pastoring now with Sharon for 32 years. We've been Christians, well Sharon has, you know, since she was five, six, seven years old and I gave my life to Christ when I was 18, 39 years ago today. And I've heard that expression, an excellent spirit, so many times. I've preached on it many times. I've spoken to my leaders, my praise team about having an excellent spirit. And of course we can understand that about doing things well. Having great facilities. And can I just say, this new building that you've just built a milestone in the life of Now Church. It's absolutely awesome. I know we talked last night. I had the grand tour last night when none of you were here. So I got the VIP tour with Sharon and we went into the ladies and to the men's. I couldn't have done that if anyone was here. We went everywhere. We looked in the storerooms, we looked in the restrooms, we looked in the, uh, just everywhere, the kids' facilities that are just coming. Absolutely amazing. And you said to me, this has been 17 years coming. 17 years. I remember when you were over in one of those amazing conferences we did, when you did like 20 sessions. And you were, you know, do I or don't I build the dome? And do we do this? Do we do that? Thank God for a pastor who's led by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Come on, you've got to appreciate Richard and Gail here who are led by the Holy Ghost, people of faith who build something exceptional. And there is no doubt there is an excellence about everything they do, everything they believe for. This church has got excellence through and through. I come here, I've been you know, taking photographs of things on the ceiling. Things on the platform. I love on the bass guitar, you got a little GoPro. Come on. We haven't got one on our bass guitar. But when I get home, I'm going to make sure we get one on our bass guitar. It's just great. you got them stuck here. you got screens. you got that round LED screen in your lobby over there. You know, I was told, you know, to come today and come about half eight, quarter to nine. So we came and we walked through the facilities and all the, and all the guests, you know, uh, you know, team and Pastor Richard said, we thought you were coming round the back. We've been looking at you, you know, trying to find your car round the back. And I said, I just wanted to walk through the facilities again. Because it's so good to advance and to have that excellence about everything that you do. The seats that you sit on. Even the coffee that you drink. Let's do the best. If it needs to be done, the church should be doing it and should be doing it best. Should be doing it best. Our building now is getting a little bit tired. We've been in it for 20 years and, you know, you go in the restrooms and, the, you know, the grout in between the tiles is, is not the best and it's not looking where it you know, should be. So I want you to use our, you know, to agree with us and use your faith because you've got a building going on right now. We're just about, we've, we've offered on a building. The offer's been ex, um, agreed, accepted, and we've got five weeks which is incredible in the United Kingdom. It normally takes three to six months. We've got five weeks to complete the purchase on a theatre in our area, which would give us a 1,200-seater 
auditorium. It was built as a 2,000-seater. So I want you to put your faith with us because we need some miracles right now. We're doing everything we can. Let's see what God can do, whatever that was. So we believe in a spirit of excellence that's been said over us so many times over the years. But as I go to these three areas here, these three scriptures that we've just read, it seems to indicate that there's a little bit of a different understanding here about a spirit of excellence. What a spirit of excellence is, and I just want to just say just some things this morning just to provoke and stir up something for us to go further. Is that okay? It means an extraordinary spirit. An extraordinary spirit, a special spirit, an overflowing spirit, an overabundance of spirit. Often we think about an excellent spirit is, is in something that you see, something that you have, that something is done really well. But I want to say, you know, perhaps go one step, you know, before that, that an excellent spirit is not something that you do, it's something that you are on the inside. And I want to speak right into your heart this morning and I want to say, come on guys, let's have an excellent spirit which starts with having a testimony of being known, of being filled with the spirit of the Holy God. It's the Holy Ghost on the inside which does something completely different on the inside of the church than you will ever see in the world. The world cannot have an excellent spirit. Now, I'm amazed by what I see over in, you know, the dome thing they've just built over in, um, where is it? Las Vegas. This dome thing that's cost, I don't know how much, but can I just say, it does not have a spirit of excellence. It may be brilliant and it's phenomenal and I want to go and see it. I want to hear the sound. But there's no spirit of excellence in it if it's not filled with the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost is the excellent spirit. And an excellent spirit is not just how well you do something because the world can do stuff well. But an excellent spirit is being filled with the Holy Spirit and hearing his voice and being led by the Holy Spirit. I just want to go through, I've got about half a dozen things here and I probably won't have time to get through them all. But the first thing is an excellent spirit is a preeminent spirit. A preeminent spirit. What do I understand by that? Well, it comes from a couple of English words and it means to be a predominant spirit. It leads, it stands out, it projects beyond the norm. It goes further than everybody else goes. It is predominant. It's the first thing that you see and you experience a predominant spirit, but you also put that word with an eminence, and that means elevated. This excellent spirit will rise above its surroundings, it's predominant. It has a place of eminence. You cannot keep an excellent spirit down. It will always rise up. It will always come to the front. It's eminent. It is predominant. 
It's not just I have an excellent spirit, here's my car. It's not I have an excellent spirit, here's my house, how clean it is. It's about a lifestyle that you cannot keep down. It will always rise up and go further no matter what is going on around it because it's a spirit of excellence, predominance, eminence on the inside. An excellent spirit will rise above its flesh. I love that song that we sang. Apparently it's one of your, about having your soul anchored in God's love and We must be people whose hearts, whose souls, whose flesh is anchored into the excellence of the Holy Spirit. Anchored into the excellence. Anchored into that spirit of the Holy God. An excellent spirit, as we found out in this passage, he says this guy, he excels, he's ten times better than anybody else, what in areas of wisdom, understanding, insight. It wasn't about the things they had, it's about the quality of life they lived. It's about how much they understood. We've declared this year to be for Citygate Church a year of ten times greater. At the end of my text I put a little ten times G. Ten times greater And that doesn't mean to say by the end of the year we'll go from 800 people to 8,000 people. That's not what it means. It's about saying in our areas of understanding and, and, and hearing the voice of God and being led by His Spirit, this is going to be an exceptional year where we rise above and where we go further and where we're led more than we've ever been led before. Now that will always you know, create a change in our circumstances. But it's about having that eminence on the inside. Another understanding for an excellent spirit is a spirit that will untie knots. Wow. I know some people and everywhere they go, they tie you up in knots. I don't know if that's an expression over here, but they sort of tie you up. Everything they say, and you know, perhaps you're in, in their environment or in their workplace or whatever, and you just feel like there's more problems. But an excellent spirit, a person with an excellent spirit, is someone who can solve problems. That was his testimony. Daniel, they said there's somebody who can come and sort this problem out. What are you known for in your workplace? The one that creates drama? The one that creates issues? You know, you just leave a trail of destruction behind you. Destruction in relationships or in in the atmosphere. Or you somebody that when you walk in, that excellent spirit walks in on the inside of you and things seem to get solved. Problems get solved. Questions get answered. I've got a, a, a friend who used to, well he began in a bank. And he was just like an odd job person in a bank. And he had to do some filing and he had to sort things out. He was a school leaver. And he did this for a long time, you know, six months, a year or whatever. And then he went to his boss and he said, listen, all this filing I'm doing, I think I can do this a better way. <laughs> this is odd job, man, speaking to big boss. And he said, I think I can do this a better way. Do you mind if I sort of change things around a little bit? 
And the boss said, sure, help yourself. So he changed things around a little bit, completely changed the operation of that bank from, from just in the stock room, in the storeroom, in the filing room. And it was only a handful of years later that he led the place and he had a team of 50 people working for him. Why? Because he walked in and he untied some knots. He solved some problems. You know there's a lot of problems to be solved in our society today. There's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of chaos. I'm not going to start to specify what's going on in the UK right now, but it's nuts. <laughs> it's crazy. But the church is the place where we can untie some knots. Can I hear an amen this morning? Well, what else is an excellent spirit? Are you getting anything out of this this morning? I just want to encourage you to be a people of excellence on the inside. An excellent spirit is a faithful person. A faithful person. Of course, faithful to God and to the kingdom, but really in this for the long haul. I'm so impressed with Daniel. He was taken into captivity as a teenager and 70 years later, he was still faithful. 70 years of captivity from being a teenager. Now, he went in as a teenager and they tried to, and they tried to you know, take out all of his belief and put in all their belief. Said, you've got to read this and you've got to read that and you've got to talk like this and you've got to talk like that. But as a teenager... He decided on the inside for, you know, however this happened, it was that spirit of excellence on the inside of him that said, you know what, I'm just going to be faithful. I'm going to be faithful. He went through five kings, well, four and a leader, but we'll call them five kings. He went through five different regimes, as it were. He went through 70 years of being held captive and yet everywhere he went, he was faithful to God. He was faithful to the vision. He was faithful to what he knew to do. And bearing in mind, he couldn't go to church. He couldn't go to the synagogue. He couldn't go to the temple. He was in captivity. He led the team that was the occult crowd. So he had to stand by himself. He had to be faithful on the inside without perhaps other people around him being faithful. Now, he did have Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but, but I mean, there was some, that was that excellent spirit on the inside of him. See, so many of us are faithful when we're encouraged to be faithful. So many of us are, you know, faithful when we're in an environment that will cause us to rise. But he was in an adverse environment, and yet he remained faithful. Now, I'm believing God that the church is going to grow and, you know, in the times we live in, end times, if you like, you know, and God's glory is getting stronger and the harvest is coming in and the church is rising up and Goliaths are being slayed and mountains are being moved and valleys are being raised up and the kingdom of God is forcefully advancing. But even if it doesn't, I want to be faithful. I want to be a faithful man, faithful to my wife, Faithful to my family, faithful to my church, no matter what is going on around me. Because an excellent spirit, a preeminent spirit, is a faithful spirit. Can I hear an amen this morning? What else is an excellent spirit? Wow, I love this. 
An excellent spirit remembers. An excellent spirit remembers. You know, Daniel could have so easily forgotten about God because they tried to hammer it out of him. (laughs) He couldn't go to the temple. Nobody was preaching to him. He wasn't allowed to have scriptures. I mean, I'm sure he got them, but all of that was removed from him when he went into captivity. And yet he remembered God. Remember is such a powerful word in the Bible. God remembers. And we are to remember, forget not all of the benefits of God. So easy to forget when you're going through a storm. He was in a storm of storms and yet he chose daily to remember the God of his fathers. He remembered the power of God. He remembered what God would do. There was that incredible time when he read in the prophets where it said you'll be in captivity for 70 years and then you'll come out. You know, he stirred all that stuff up. He remembered it on the inside. What else about an excellent spirit? An excellent spirit will prosper. I believe in prosperity and I do not apologize for it. I believe it's one of the most powerful words in the Bible. It's actually in the Old Testament, the word shalom. And we know the word shalom and we speak shalom and we declare shalom and we understand it so often as, as, as there being God's, God's presence come in and bringing his peace. But it's so much more than peace. Shh, peace. Still peace. It means wholeness in every area of your life. And God is a God of shalom and Daniel, even in captivity, laid hold of the shalom, the peace, the prosperity of God. There are so many great scriptures in in the whole of that book about him prospering over in Daniel chapter 6 verse um, 28. It says, now Daniel prospered all the days of Darius and Cyrus in captivity. Our prosperity is not dependent on the economy of the nation. Our prosperity is not dependent on the politics of the nation. Come on, some of us think, and I'm not going left or right this morning, but we live in such a polarized society now where people are getting to the place where they hate each other. Thank God the church is a place where everybody can get together on the agreement of God's word and his kingdom and we come together as the body of Christ whether they're left or right. But right in the middle of all of that, it doesn't matter who's in politics if you're in the kingdom, hallelujah, that we have the prosperity and the shalom of almighty God and an excellent spirit will always cause you to walk into the place of prosperity. You see, where's your faith this morning? I challenge myself with this. Is it dependent on who's in the White House? Is it dependent on on who's in the banking system? Or is it dependent on who's on the throne? Hallelujah. And his name is Jesus Christ. And he's the God of prosperity. Amen. You see, if you have an excellent spirit, it means you're ten times greater in areas of wisdom and understanding. You'll know what to do with your money. You'll know where to put it, how to give it, how to save it. 
An excellent spirit is a spirit that knows what to do. It's not confused. It's clear. It's, it, it has understanding. And of course, when we have the understanding of Almighty God, we can walk into that place of abundance because that is where he will lead us. What else about an excellent spirit? Well, an excellent spirit is distinguished. Do you remember that verse? We read it. And in all things, Daniel distinguished, not extinguished, distinguished himself. He distinguished himself. Can we put it in our everyday language? He was, he was successful. An excellent spirit will cause you to be successful in all things. That goes with the next one. An excellent spirit is favoured. Oh, don't we love the favour of God? Wow, I don't know what I would do if I didn't live with the favour of God upon my life. I heard back in 1991 somebody speak on the favour of God and it changed my life forever. I can remember the, it, it was a conference I was in and somebody spoke on the favour of God. And I can remember that day I made a decision, I'm going to use my faith to believe God for the favour. That I'm in the right place at the right time. That I'm having conversations with the right people. There are no coincidences. There is only the plan of God, amen. And as we have an excellent spirit, it means we're led by his spirit. Because an excellent spirit is a spirit of wisdom and insight. Which means I'm going to be in the right place at the right time. And God's going to open doors for me that no one can shut. An excellent spirit is a favoured life. All the days of Daniel, he was favoured. He was favoured with the guards. He was favoured when he said, I'm not going to eat the food offered to idols. He could have been put to death for that. But you know what? The guard favoured him. He was favoured with the rulers. He was favoured throughout 70 years. The open hand of God upon our lives is as a result of the excellent spirit of God. Supernatural provision, supernatural favour in times of hardship and famine. An excellent spirit is a promoted life. A promoted life. You know, I just want to speak right into your situation and say God's got more for you. He wants to take you further. He wants to promote your life, not to reduce your life. And all of this comes hand in hand with that excellent spirit. You know, the one big thing today, every sermon has one big thing, and it is this. God, I want to be filled with and walk in and keep in step with the excellent spirit of the Holy Ghost. Every part of my life. The excellence of God on the inside. Whether I have great stuff, well that's going to follow my life. That excellent spirit on the inside and an excellent spirit will always bring promotion in Daniel chapter 2. It says this, verse 48, Then the king promoted Daniel and gave him many great gifts. He made him head over the whole province. An excellent spirit is a promoted spirit. Even the next king, then king, the king gave command and they clothed Daniel in purple and put a chain of gold around his neck and they made a proclamation concerning him that he should be the third ruler of the kingdom. 
I believe the church needs to be promoted in our day. I don't know what's happening over here in, the, in this part of the, the world, but I know in, the, in England, they're trying to silence the voice of the church. They're trying to silence the voice. You know, they're trying to say, you can't say this, you can't do that. We've just had somebody on the streets who was just praying in her head, arrested for silent prayer. Now, it went to court and she was set free. And there's a whole story behind that. But just at the very heart of it, she was arrested for silent prayer. She wasn't protesting. She wasn't campaigning. She was just up against the wall, just standing there praying in her head. And that became a hate crime. I believe we need this excellent spirit to cause the church to be promoted in our day so we're influencing like we've never influenced before. An excellent spirit does not compromise. Does not compromise. So much pressure on the church today to go to Egypt, as it were, to go the wrong way. Do you remember God said to Isaac, don't go down to Egypt. Stay in the land that God's called you to be in. Stay where God's called you to be. Stay believing what you believe. Stay declaring what you declare. I love the fact that this is a praying church. I know it's, it's always been in your DNA. It's always been in the very heart of who now church is as a church that you declare and you proclaim and you pray and you prophesy and you believe God and you take God at his word. And can I say, come on, let that excellent spirit never be put down. Let it rise up and let now church never be a church of compromise, but always be a church that stands on the written word of God and stands on the declared word of God from the written word of God that there is no compromise in this place. You know, our flesh and the world's influence wants to try to shut up our quality decisions but come on guys an excellent spirit is a spirit of no compromise even if you do go into a lion's den God will shut the mouths of the lions but you know what no compromise in Jesus name no compromise and finally today as I close and an excellent spirit will always take God at his word as final authority I don't care what anyone says if God said it that settles it I believe it that settles it an excellent spirit stands on the word of God you see they said of Daniel there's someone in your kingdom your dad knew about him and his lifestyle was he was known to be filled with the spirit of the Holy God. I want to encourage you today. You know, we're a, a church that you know, believes in the Holy Ghost. And so often, and you know, correctly so, we think about the gifts of the Spirit, the attributes of the Spirit, the character of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit. Dear God, I don't want to walk a step without the Holy Ghost. To keep in step, to hear his voice. But perhaps I want to add into that this morning. That he is a spirit of excellence. 
a spirit of excellence. And let's put our faith into that attribute of the Holy Ghost. Spirit of God, will you fill me again? Because I want to be a person of excellence on the inside. Can we all stand to our feet this morning and make this our prayer? Is that okay? Spirit of excellence. Come on, if you know how to pray in the Holy Ghost, I don't know, perhaps lift your hands in this, in this room right now. And I'm, again, come on, let's pray a little bit here today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Spirit of God. Can we turn this into a prayer meeting for just 30 seconds? Is that okay? Come on, let's set our minds on the things of the Spirit and not on the things of the flesh here today. Spirit of God, we honor you here. We bless you. Come on, let's dig deep a little bit. Lord, we thank you for your word this morning. That Holy Spirit, you've shown us from your word that you are the excellent spirit. Spirit of excellence. The spirit of the Holy God. And you reside on the inside of the believer. And Holy Spirit, we open our hearts to you again today. and Say, will you fill us afresh? And in that, Lord, we know that's your character and your power and your ability. But Lord, today we say, will you fill us with that excellence that is only found in the person of the Holy Spirit? Father, we thank you for a church here in Now Church, 10 times greater, 10 times better. Wisdom and understanding, being able to solve problems in Akala. Lord, being able to solve issues, untie knots in our community. Being able to solve issues of hatred and division and lust or all the things of the flesh that seem to be just being poured out in our generation. Lord, let there be found here in our church an excellent spirit of, of the Holy God. So, Father, we believe and we receive. Lord, perhaps something even today, which is, Lord, something new to cause us to arise like never before and shine and to be everything you've called us to be. Lord, we take encouragement from Daniel. Lord, just being filled with that excellent spirit He lasted for a generation. He led for a generation. He prospered for a generation. He shone for a generation. And at the end of it, He led your people out again through His excellent prayer. So Father, we believe it and we receive it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Come on, if you believe that, why don't we celebrate a little bit here today. Wow. And you know, we've been speaking about excellent spirit being the person of the Holy Spirit. I said at the very start, today is a very special day for me. And October the 8th, 1984, I gave my life to Christ. He rescued me. He recreated me on the inside. I didn't become religious. I didn't try to to be a better person. I didn't turn over a new leaf. 
I was lost and he found me. I was dead in sin and he recreated me the righteousness of God which means right standing with God. No barrier. And he did that for me. He did that for Sharon when she was six, seven years old. As a child in her room, she really knew that God loved her and she had a picture of Jesus on the cross and she gave her life to Christ. Friend, I want to ask you today. Have you ever received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? You may be here today because you've been brought here by your husband, your wife, your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend. You've been brought up in church. You had no choice. Perhaps you're a little bit intrigued at the moment. What is this God all about? What is Christianity all about? You hear in the world all the time now in the UK. Oh, that's just your truth. No, Jesus is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. There's no ambiguity in our God. When you encounter Jesus, you find the truth. I want to ask you today, friend, do you know that you're born again? Do you know, and that's the word the Bible uses, do you know that you're a brand new person in Christ? Sadly, just a couple of um, actual Sundays ago in church, we had a 34-year-old. He wasn't in the service. He'd gone to hospital. He had sepsis. And then they found when they were trying to you know, treat the sepsis, they found that everything they did didn't work. And they did a blood test on him as he was really in a very bad state. They found he had leukemia. And he died within an hour or so. 34 years old. But you know what? Just six months ago, we baptized that man. We baptized him in the pool and he'd given his life to Christ. And we baptized him in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost. And So today, as tragic as it's been over the last couple of weeks with somebody, a part of our family, not physical, you know, church family, going to be with Jesus. We know today he's celebrating in the presence of God. <laughs> death has no sting. The Bible says death has been swallowed up. Swallowed up. Friend, do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Do you know that you'll be going straight to the presence of God in heaven because you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You know, perhaps you're here today and you've never received Jesus Christ as Lord. Or perhaps you're here today and you're saying, you know what, I, I say I'm a Christian, but I don't live like one. I don't really ever open the Bible. I don't really pray. I don't really have a relationship with God. I call myself a Christian. I come to church, but you know what, I need to... I need to commit my life again. I need to say, Jesus, I want to be on fire for you. You know, with every eye closed in this place right now, every head bowed, we're going to just have a time of response right now. If you're here and you know, perhaps you're here and you need to receive Jesus for the very first time as your Lord and Savior and go through what I went through when I was 19 years old. Be born again, a brand new start in your life. Old goes, new comes, God comes into your life. Or perhaps you're here today and you say, you know what, Pastor Jay, I need to, I need to stand up. I need to live from that excellent spirit of no compromise. 
I need to give my life to God again and say from this day forward, everything's going to change in my life. If that's you with every eye closed and every head bowed, either of those two groups of people, I'm going to ask you to just respond right now. We're all going to pray, just a prayer, but come on. I believe in the power of a response by faith. And if that's you here today, why don't you lift your hand in this auditorium right now, please? Wonderful. God bless you. Wonderful. Come on, are there other people here today? You know you need to give your life to God again or for the first time. God bless you. Wonderful. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. Wonderful. People responding here today. Come on, God's going to do a work by His Spirit in your life. Don't leave this place without knowing that you know that you're a believer or that you've come back to God again in a significant way. Is there anybody else here today? Finally, as I look across, let's all pray this prayer together, shall we? And encourage those who have responded. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you that you love me. You've shown me your love by sending your son Jesus to die on the cross to give me life. Thank you, Jesus. I receive you today as my Lord, my Savior, and my friend. I turn away from the way I've lived apart from you. And by the help of your grace and your power, I'll never be the same again. I receive eternal life in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for joining us at Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video event registration, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you.